0: To you from the Black Swan Media Studios. This is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. Happy Friday, everyone. We made it through another week. And today, there's been a doozy when it comes to the news. And that is the Ninth Circuit has declared. Oh, a panel on the Ninth Circuit has declared the California magazine ban unconstitutional, basically saying that you cannot set a limit on magazines because they're in common use, which uh, goes to speak to Heller. But yeah, we're going to get into that and in some other things because it is Freedom Week and companies are shipping to California now. But, um, Before we get into that, let me throw out my little plugs in the beginning. Once again, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash John Crump. 100% of the proceeds go to my niece, Bella. You can also hit me up at PayPal, paypal.me slash John CC. 100% of the proceeds go to Bella. If you do a super chat, $5 will get you a patch or a Patreon, $5 membership will give you a patch. $20... On Patreon, we'll get you a signed book. $25 on the Super Chat, we'll get you a signed book. As well, you guys have been great to me with this, so that's great. Uh, you can also get my book at crumpy.com slash giants, and GoFund- and also there's a gofundme at crumpy.com GFM. Today, I am joined by probably the biggest star we have ever had on my show, um, he is currently backstage waiting to come on, someone bring him on. His name is Jared Yannis, and he's better known as Guns and Gadgets. How are you doing, Jared?
1: Good, man. Thanks for having me. I am far from a star, just an average J Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you the first question that I've always wondered. How did you <clears throat> call Guns and Gadgets?
1: Uh, well, uh, when I started this channel many moons ago, it's about six years now, uh, I was actually out of work. I had to have my shoulder repaired, had two surgeries in a two-month period, um, and caught the bug of YouTube, like most people, and said, you know what, I can do that. I've been a firearms instructor. I can do that. And uh started the channel with the intent to review guns and gadgets, stuff related to, the, to firearms. And uh, what ended up happening is uh, a lot of people ended up reaching out to me for what i was better known for in our our small group and that was second amendment law so that's kind of where it took a v uh, took a, a left turn from the uh intent of the channel
0: yeah that's good but the the name gadgets you don't really do much with gadgets so
1: every now and then i mean i put up uh, i do optics and flashlights and stuff like that uh uh, i honestly don't have a lot of time anymore for it (laughs) because i'm so entrenched in all the laws that are are trying to uh infringe upon us every day
0: yeah it's kind of weird how like a channel can change totally and head off in a totally different direction than where where it came from um so you've started doing a lot of laws what a lot of people don't realize is that you work in law enforcement Mm mm-hmm so you are familiar with the laws very um i i live and work up here in
1: in uh the commonwealth of massachusetts and i've been on the job for 23 or 24 years now i started in 97 in april
0: in april Uh, so yeah 23 years why did you decide to go into law enforcement
1: um i grew up uh on the Wrong side of the tracks, as some people would say. I grew up in the projects, which the projects weren't bad, uh, but I saw a lot of stuff that uh, obviously wasn't wasn't kosher. Uh, and in in my family, saw a lot of and experienced a lot of stuff that I I didn't want other people to have to deal with, um, you know, stuff in the environment, stuff like that. So I just at an early age wanted to be the the you know one of the guys that helps make the community safe and. That was the reason I got into it way back
0: when. Yeah, my father-in-law is a a former New York City cop and Mm -hmm. my son wants to become a cop. And right now it's just, it doesn't seem like there is a lot of reward for doing a very tough job. Well, yeah, especially now, but
1: as a whole, and I, as a trainer on the job, I, I train new officers who come on, and it's called field training. Um, and I'm an FTO, it's a field training officer as well. It's You, you see it in, in people immediately when they get, come on this job. And just like any other job, I mean, people are either made for the job or they're not. And law enforcement is more of a calling because, like you said, uh, you're not paid very well. Uh, there are, <laughs> for instance, I was just on a, uh, a plane uh, and I happened to look up. The salary for uh, whatever they call them now, the stewardess, whatever the, the friendly name for it is now. Uh, flight attendant. And flight, flight attendant. There you go. Thank you. Uh, and they make more than I do as a sergeant with 23 years experience. So it's not really a rewarding monetarily uh, position unless you work 140 hours a week and don't see your family. But if I were to talk to your, you know, anybody. That you know that wants to be a police officer there are so many better jobs as far as work because i don't remember how many holidays i've worked and how many birthdays i've missed and, and stuff like that and you know people can say oh it's okay i understand but it, it adds up and you can definitely strain any type of relationship with that stuff
0: yeah i used to be a firefighter so i kind of know a little bit about that Our chat windows aren't working, so let me just say hi to everyone out there, John Parsons, Gorillas and Guns, and everyone else out there. Uh yesterday the chats broke on StreamYard and they haven't been back. So I got another window set up and I'm trying to read over there. Okay. Okay, hold on. Okay, um question for you. Uh when you started doing youtube did you ever think you were going to be as big as what you are no no not at all um i remember when i first started man it took me forever
1: to get to 100 subscribers um it took me forever to get to 50. i never thought it would be, it'd be uh, the size that it is now and i still it still humbles me to see the numbers continue to grow and people reach out and ask questions and it's still uncomfortable for me to be somewhere and be recognized uh it's just that's it's real humbling it's because for me all i see just like you you run a channel too i'm just an average cat who gets the information that i know i know other people want and will benefit from so i put it out there and uh, i just never thought it would get to anything close that it is right now
0: yeah it, it it's really insane to see your channel growth and how much like the community have respect and love for you um i've been on with a few different youtubers and they all have like loyal fans but it seems like yours is like it's a rabid fan base
1: well i would i would uh attribute that to i mean my channel is although it is second amendment centered it's all about freedom and if you live in this country and you're not a big fan of freedom there's something wrong with you um and especially now the last couple not just the last couple of months but last 20 30 years we've been you know dying that death by a thousand cuts and people are starting to wake up to it more uh, people now realize uh thanks to channels like mine like yours and uh groups that get the information out that hey you know what it's not just that small town in this state it's actually happening here and uh, a lot of people are starting to realize that you know it'll never happen here stance is uh, is so wrong? Because look what happened in Virginia, man. I mean, if if that's not the 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 case, the poster case for everybody to wake up, I don't know what is.
0: Yeah, it, it, you are definitely right. Virginia uh, was a wake up call, and I think people in Virginia, the gun owners at least, have woken up. Uh, a lot of gun owners on election day last year stayed home because they figured. And yeah, we're Virginia, we're not gonna go anti gun, right? And did. And then with Lobby Day, you saw a response, and other organizations like VCDL came in and GOA, which I'm affiliated with, came right. in and did a lot of efforts um, in the Commonwealth to, to stop the bleed. We knew we were gonna lose a lot, but it, it could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm when it was.
1: Yeah, it's and you're seeing things now like uh with Phil Van Cleve and VCDL.
0: they have I
1: believe it's twenty-two now, twenty-two municipalities have taken the pledge not to enact any local gun control, even though Northam, the governor there has, oh, has opened the floodgate.
0: Oh, it's uh one hundred and thirty.
1: It's hundred and
0: thirty. I I maybe yeah. it was just twenty-two in the
1: last week, but I saw his his tweet yeah. the other day and yeah it's 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 refreshing to see that even though the Democrats and the Bloomberg people want it. That there are people who say no, not here.
0: Yeah, there's 96%. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, 22 uh, municipalities right. placed a law in that says because now preemption of dead in Virginia. Right. That, that they will not enact any new gun control. There's right. about 130 municipalities that passed a uh, Second Amendment sanctuary ordinance or. Um, Resolution, which is ninety-six percent of the commonwealth, and that's actually spreading. New Jersey actually has some Second Amendment sanctuaries now.
1: Yeah, it's uh, taken off across the country. There are a lot of states that have followed suit, but the test is now that uh, you know the anti-gunners have opened the floodgates. If all those communities will hold true to their promise, that's now is the time to hold their uh, feet to the fire.
0: Yeah. I see uh, Clover out there, and Gwebs, and some other people. Hey guys, uh, Clover, Tack, and uh, Gun Websites. Yeah, they're out there. yeah, pretty cool. A Twenty Twenty One uh, for No Local Gun Control Revolution. Okay, so that's what it is. Um, I know, like Alexandria and Portsmouth, they passed something in Virginia that says that banned guns from. Um, Okay, our Facebook is still working, but just not our YouTube. Uh, that that banned guns from uh, any permitted marches or yep. any permitted events and the streets next to them. So you can and the reason why I think they did that is last lobby day, Northern banned guns from the Capitol Square. Right. So everyone surrounded the Capitol Square uh, Square with guns.
1: All right. Well, there's ways, even though that's passed, there are still ways if you read the law and follow it to the letter. I mean, if you're not on the street, then you're not in the street. So there's ways to, to work that as well.
0: Yeah, true. You would have to be a private property, though, and you can't be on a sidewalk because that's city property.
1: Well, there's a couple businesses
0: that are private, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but their own like game businesses <laughs> you yeah. might cross the sidewalk. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting fight. But we did have a victory today. Absolutely, a really big victory. I'm out in California, where the Ninth Circuit Court ruled that magazine restrictions are unconstitutional. One of the things that they tried to argue is that. Uh, Magazine standard capacity magazines. Magazines that held more than ten rounds were unusual, and the courts came back and said no. There's lawful purposes, and they're not unusual. They're common, so that's one of the reasons why it will smack down and it put an undue burden on the gun owner and violation of the Second Amendment. So the panel knocked it down on a two to one decision. California has not uh, appealed for en banc, which means for I know what you you know what it means, but the people out there, which means it will go to the full court to decide. But I got a feeling that it will. Uh, Do you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Xavier Becerra, who is the attorney general of of California, is playing with uh, the biggest purse strings anybody anybody could have. And that's the taxpayers money in California. Uh, so he he absolutely will appeal it. Uh, is is my belief, and I'm doing the same thing you're doing right now. I'm checking my my sources. Has it been done yet? Uh, so that's good news. I did like uh, the wording in reading the decision here. It piggybacked off a lot of things that Judge Benitez said when he first uh, sided or with us, the the freedom lovers, and killed that uh, that ban. Uh, the The fact that there are still There's still hope is a good thing because on Bonk, for those who aren't familiar with it, is the full panel. However, there are so many judges in the Ninth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals because it's so huge. What they do is they have like a lottery and they put up 11 judges from that lottery. And it's not quite the U.S. uh, silly circus that it used to be uh, because the president, Donald Trump, has appointed a lot of conservative judges to specifically cross country, but specifically to the. The ninth, it is still technically a liberal uh, court by, I believe, two justices right now. So if, you know, if they do appeal it and that lottery goes, you know, the the, the balls drop the right way, this could get sustained. And if that happens, I don't know if Becerra challenges or appeals to the U.S. Supreme Court because, you know, just like... (laughs) like all oh, the last 10 cases, if if it gets there and they rule accordingly, then the whole nation, all the gun control activists across the nation are gonna take one on the chin. And the flip is, Justice Kennedy, you never know how he's gonna go. He's been very liberal lately. Uh, that could ruin it for every state. So well, this is an interesting scenario to watch.
0: Yeah, a couple different things here, a couple of different questions. Clever Tech wants to know why it only affects California if the Ninth Circuit covers a bunch of states. Uh, there was a pacific california law that was uh attacked by this case they were going after a pacific law that banned um magazines it could explain expand to whatever because now it's president so it's case law now right. it can it could go to whatever um, I don't know if California loses if they appeal. If they lose, they unblock. If they appeal to the Supreme Court, much like the uh, D.C. ruling with uh, where where it was about the uh, Ren versus D.C. Brian <laughs> Brian Wren. that when when he won in D.C. and D.C. became a shout issue. D.C. originally was going to appeal it to the Supreme Court, but a lot of other states stepped in and asked, don't appeal it because if D- if they D.C. would have lost, then it would have been nationwide. Absolutely. So they, so they decided not to do it. I almost forgot well, what the they case. did was,
1: yeah, well, what they ended up doing is the fact that, uh, there's only one FFL now in the District of Columbia, and that is the Metropolitan Police Department. <laughs> They're the only people who uh, are transferring firearms. They've kind of restricted the gun flow that way. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I it, It's tough because Becerra is very, very bold with his anti-gun stuff. And for those watching that aren't really familiar with it, this 10-round magic number is something that Kamala Harris was huge on when she was there and uh it's it's gonna be interesting because do they really want to push it thinking they can rely on on kennedy and, or do they like you said you know yield back and then leave it open to just any state having a a lawsuit say hey look it's it happened here in the ninth it can apply here and we want our rights and you're gonna flip the whole circuit that way
0: yeah that is true but uh the fourth circuit if this would have went up in the fourth, fourth circuit, I don't see the fourth circuit giving the same ruling as the ninth. The ninth used to be very, very liberal until recently. And there has been some retirements of judges out in the ninth. and uh, Trump, you can say what you want about him, but he has replaced a lot of those anti-gun judges out there in the ninth with pro-gun, pro- liberty, pro-freedom judges. Mm-hmm. So, so The ninth isn't the old ninth it's not the wacko liberal san francisco court that it used to be
1: right and that's probably one of his biggest accomplishments that people don't give him credit for don't really understand uh he has done his job in appointing uh justices to fill those vacancies and we're starting to see cases like that what happened today where it used to be a slam dunk for the anti-gunners and now they're kind of on their heels a little bit, and this will carry forward for years because these justices, especially federal, they're life appointments, uh, so they're going to be there for a while. So this, if for nothing else, uh, he needs a, a pat on the back for this one for sure.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, most definitely. Um, it's one of the reasons why I'm going to vote for vote for Trump. Um, I'll say that openly. A lot of people think, why don't you vote for uh, Joe Jorgensen? but uh trump hasn't been 100 percent the best guy in the second amendment but he has been good enough when you compare him to what biden and camilla camilla harris would do because they don't really like uh, the second amendment at all
1: yeah well you got biden and kamala harris there who are both about as anti-gun as you get. And don't forget uh, a couple months ago, Biden said he's going to utilize beta O'Rourke to help him, uh, shape his anti-gun agenda. And then the DNC actually published what their agenda is going to be for, for this term as well. And there's two paragraphs with like nine different attacks on our rights related to the second. So it's coming hot and heavy. And, uh, I personally, and, and this is going to rub people the wrong way, but I've, one of the strengths of me is brutal honesty, and one of the weaknesses of me is brutal honesty. I don't think Joe Jorgensen is going to get enough votes nationwide to get elected. And for that, her vote, a vote for her actually, in, in a way, is a vote not for Trump and for Biden. It can only help Biden the more votes she gets. Uh, it's it's terrible that that's the way it is with a basic two-party system, quote-unquote two-party. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't see... Any other option for me other than to vote against Joe Biden? <laughs> we have to stop that party, a hundred percent. And uh, I was just in Florida, and there are people down there that love love Joe Biden. Uh, so we have work to do as gun owners. You got to start talking to folks.
0: Yeah, you definitely do the Joe Jorgensen thing um, with the with the third party. It's just not going to work. The only way we can break a two-party system is to like have something like a ranked voting or something. Yeah. Whatever. She yeah. had some
1: great things she said, you know, like a boss, the ATF. That'd be fantastic. Love it. But it's still not going to get her the, the votes nationwide that she absolutely has to have.
0: Yeah, and I don't really agree with her on, like, immigration or anything like that. Yeah. Um, with being a cop, with all this unrest, where you are have you seen any unrest yes
1: yeah and uh specifically I, i'm from the worcester area and there's been issues in worcester there has been issues in boston um and we're one of the states that is going after the i like to call it the neuter neuter your protection a bill where they're going to try to fundamentally change law enforcement and wherever you sit on that doesn't bother me at all. Uh, However, what I will tell you is if, if it passes, you really need to reassess, actually you should be doing it now. You should reassess your outlook on your own personal safety and how you handle it. Because if you think it's bad now, when people can sue police just for showing up and looking at them wrong or taking an action that they don't like, it's going to get worse. Uh, And I've those who watch me already already know, I always say that when, when seconds count, police are only minutes away. Uh, so I always say carry a weapon and need to reassess that. There are a lot of people who are anti-gun that are starting to wake up right now during all this happening. And we need we need more of them.
0: Yeah, one of the things that I find interesting uh, with what you're saying is the people who say you don't need a gun, only, you can count on the police, then say the police are bad you can't count on the police and then they say the police aren't trained well enough but then they want to take money away from training so i mean i'm I'm not really sure what they're asking or what they actually want
1: control is all they want 100 control uh what they're trying to do is to get people so dependent on big government that they're ultimately just going to fall in line with everything they they tell them to do and that's to me that's that's their ultimate picture especially for the group that wants to rid us of our ability to protect ourselves and others um you know the, the bloombergs and the soros and and the like can't control the populace unless they're 100 obedient and disarmed right
0: yeah i i read that a lot of people are going the route of becoming gun owners in fact uh, last i saw this morning gun sales Um, right now are 155% of what they were in 2019. Yep. And and that's not like 155% for like the month. I'm talking about right now, they sold 155% more guns than in all of 2019.
1: Yeah, we passed the 100% mark in June. Uh, So somewhere in the mid-month of June, we sold more guns than... All of 2019 and 2019 was, I think, the hottest year up until 2020. Uh, So, you know, Donald Trump is going to be the best gun salesman in history. It's no longer going to be Obama, at least for a a month-on-month number. We'll see during the four years, but uh, yeah, it's we've been got a lot of new members of of the uh, of the Second Amendment community. And the good thing is, is that the numbers we're seeing is that 40% of these, the new four to five million. Uh, gun owners, gun owners are minority and black folks, which is great because we need them to realize that hey, what the Democrats and the anti-gunners have been preaching specifically to your groups and uh, is wrong. You know, and gun control started as a racist attempt to keep uh, people of color away from firearms. It, it's good that they're starting to, to say hey, I can take care of myself, and that's what my right is. And of that forty percent, forty percent of that number is women which is great because the last thing a Democrat candidate wants is to have women and minority voters say, hey, wait a second, I can take care of myself. I don't need government. So that's a really good good thing to have.
0: Yeah. Gun control started after the Civil War to keep freed slaves from getting firearms. And then if you look at California gun laws, that's also rooted in racism because of the Mumford Act and everything during the 60s, mm-hmm. you know, to disarm like people who were fighting for civil rights uh, Well, the Black Panthers March, too. And yes, they're a bunch of white people. <laughs> and a lot of people don't remember that was Ronald Reagan when he was governor. Yeah, you're yep. correct. There is actually a Black Guns Matter rally in Richmond tomorrow. Maj. Maj, yeah. And the the funny thing is, one of the people that are attending, one of the groups that are attending in support of the Second Amendment rally is BLM 757, which, you know, uh, is a uh, Black Lives Matter group. And they're... They're encouraging the members to go and stand for gun rights, which I think was is kind of pretty cool. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, we don't all have to like each other, but we
1: all have American rights. You know, our our rights are our rights. And just because somebody wears a pink polo like Mr. McCloskey doesn't make him a bad person if he's defending his life, you know, legally and lawfully. I'm speaking of McCloskey's in St. Louis. Um, yeah, I mean, I the more people that realize that the Second Amendment is there for a specific reason, that learn more about it and uh, take part in it is a good thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, talking about the McCloskey's, what do you think about the <clears throat> AG out there um, asking the police department that took apart the firearm to put it back together? So it would be working when it wasn't working to begin with, basically so to I fix just- it.
1: Yeah, that's the circuit attorney. Um, the AG is actually on their side. Everybody yeah. but
0: the circuit attorney is on their side. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, it's illegal. It's unethical. And it's actually a, a violation of law. It's tampering with evidence. Uh, I, I hope, I don't want to see this go to trial because this is stupid. Because th- what they've done is 100% lawful and legal in multifacets, federally and state and local. But if it does go to trial, I can't wait because she is going to be humiliated as long as, you know, we have a judge who's not in the pocket of the people who are paying them. Uh, it, it, she's going to be ripped to shreds. And how she hasn't been charged yet or investigated yet by uh, AG Barr or even the AG of Missouri is uh, is questionable, questionable for me, to me, but I, I think it's coming. I, I really do.
0: Yeah, one of the things that Really frustrates me when I'm talk to when I talk to people is the McCloskeys they sued gun manufacturers, yeah and people are like, Why should we back them up when they sue gun manufacturers and my response is always that yes, they did sue gun manufacturers, but this is not about the McCloskeys. It's about no. uh the ability of you and I or people in Missouri specifically um to defend themselves. Um, So it's not really about them. I I really don't care what their past is.
1: Yeah, it's the ability, the fundamental right for us to defend ourselves. It doesn't matter your race, color, creed, ethnicity, your belief, what shirt you wear, what neighborhood you live in, whether you're ultra liberal, anti-gunner like they are, were, or if you're a pro-gunner. Uh, we should absolutely stand for their ability to defend themselves. When I first started covering this case, the day uh, that it was like two days after it happened, I got a lot of people that jumped on me because I'm saying that you know a lot of people were going after them for the way they held their firearm. The finger was on the trigger. I understand all that stuff. It didn't look good, but what they did was right. And for us to turn our backs on someone who defended themselves lawfully, legally, the way any of us probably would in facing the same situation for us to turn our back on them because they have a different belief system is hundred percent wrong. And uh, I'm glad that people are starting to turn that around, Uh, but uh, it's, I mean, this was a case that hopefully hopefully opens up the eyes for that anti-gun crowd. Like they now realize that, Hey, the second amendment is real and it saved us and we're alive today because of it. Maybe they see a different way. Maybe not, you know, they're paid well for what they do. But at least in their heart, they know, hey, this this is there for a reason, and it's, it's the right thing to do. And one of us froze.
0: Hey, that that was me. Uh, my internet took a hit there. I'm sorry about that. That's alright. Not sure what's going on with my internet. It's taking a couple of hits today. Um, uh, we we we're back. Uh, sorry about that, everyone. Yeah. Uh, You never know how someone actually feels about a right until they have to defend the right of someone who they don't agree with. Back in college, I defended um, an anti war protester's right to protest. Um, And uh, he was a smelly hippie. And I didn't agree with him on anything because he was like totally anti military, you know, military or baby killers and all this other stuff, which I'm totally disagree with. But I spoke up and I defended him. And a lot of my friends were like, why are you defending this guy? He's, you know, he's calling them baby killers. I'm like, I'm not defending him. I'm defending his right to do so. Yeah. Just like- it's, it's I, I see the same.
1: Um, and sometimes i actually have to have that man in the mirror test with myself to say hey you know what side of the fence are you going with this one and and why are you going that way are you being true to who you are and what you believe or is it just because this person pushes you buttons and you want you just want to see them you know get a little heat i i've I've, th- I've had that happen too and and uh, luckily i usually can calm myself down and help myself see through you know see through the, the forest but uh, you know some people have an internal dilemma when something like that happens.
0: Yeah, remember freedom of, speech, freedom of all this is not freedom of speech. For example, is not freedom of popular speech. It's right. freedom of speech protects unpopular speech because there's no need to protect popular speech.
1: um Well, the good thing is if you're that person who's protecting their right from you know to to protest, the second that they no longer are peacefully protesting, then you can stop them because now they're they're you know pardon on crimes so, so that's a good reason to stop it
0: yeah it, it's the same argument that i use for the second amendment uh, <clears throat> where people are like well the second amendment only applies to the government and my response to that is just like you know freedom of speech uh, applies to unpopular speech that protects something uh yeah. the second amendment the government wouldn't grant itself the right that it already had it wouldn't come out of that. it doesn't make any sense
1: right plus the second amendment isn't granted by government anyway it was there before yeah. them it was recognized and that was one of the things as you know in, in mcdonald that they specifically mentioned to make sure that it <clears throat> it applied to the states too so yeah yeah that, I, i've heard that heard that
0: argument a lot too yeah mcdonald versus uh, the city of chicago uh he was a uh, black gentleman as well yep it's a it's a couple of the biggest decisions, Uzel versus Chicago and McDonald versus Chicago were both uh minorities. So minorities have done a lot for the second amendment. Uh you're you're right about when you say uh it it doesn't grant uh, us the right, I, it acknowledges the right because it's an inalienable right. I always call the Bill of Rights um A document of negative liberties and I get a lot of people look at me like what are you talking about that sounds like it's insulting it's like no he not understand what I'm saying I call it a document of negative liberties not because it restricts my liberties but it restricts the liberties of government to act against me
1: right and that's the good thing about people I always tell people they should read the Declaration of Independence the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights, because federal papers, too. yeah, federal papers, yeah. If you like to read it a, a lot, that's really a, a good place to start because those essays are fantastic. But the Constitution, those are the the abilities of the government, and if if those their powers are not specifically stated in that document, then they don't have them. And we've kind of strayed away from that in some spots, uh, which which isn't cool. But hopefully, we can start turning that uh,
0: back our way. You have a lot of leftist scholars who speak out against the Second Amendment. Uh, If you read Madison, the Federalist Mm -hmm. Papers, the Anti-Federalist Papers, Madison wrote the Second Amendment. Uh, They're very specific in those documents what the Second Amendment means. Uh, It it was written in a way where this is what it means. If you read the Federalist Papers, Anti-Federalist Papers of Madison, he he, especially him. He's very specific what he meant, even writing to Washington and Franklin. Right. Um, but these liberal, left-leaning, anti-gun scholars uh, discount all that. Do you think that they just don't know about it, or do you think they're just being intellectually, intellectually dishonest? It's a little both. Uh, I
1: believe they're ignorant to it because they don't study it they don't really you know read that stuff because a lot of people have to be forced to read that stuff unless they love freedom and love how the country started um and a part of that is you know somebody who worked in a college for a while the the snobbery of those who live in the you know the ivory towers is ridiculous a lot of them believe the constitution is a living document which uh, is part of the problem when you have those type of arguments they think that well society has changed this way, then this just means what, what it would be today instead of what the Second Amendment actually means is that you need to have a firearm in case you have some, some tyrannical government and you have to shoot them. <laughs> that's exactly what it's for.
0: Yeah, um, that living document argument really pisses me off because then it's like, why do you even need a constitution if you can change the meaning of it?
1: And that's what they want because they know that amendment is a very specific uh, rung to reach, and it's very difficult to get an amendment passed, you know. And and so they can't get it
0: that way. Be that way, right? It's meant to be that way, it's very difficult to get an amendment passed. And a lot of people also try to get amendments passed that for uh, the Equal Rights Amendment. I mean, I don't care where you stand on that if you're pro or against it, but there is a time limit to get an amendment passed. And that is the hard time limit, too. And that passed, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. But they're still pushing it. Like, it's going to make a difference. But it can't become an amendment because they got to start the process all over again. So I think they use stuff like the reason why I'm bringing that up is I think they use people's lack of knowledge of the Constitution and how the amendment process works to try to rally and push their agendas. Mm-hmm. They know, they know that even if they get enough states to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment at the time limits ran out, it's right. not gonna do anything.
1: Absolutely. Plus it's easier to mobilize groups of people based off of emotion than it is to have people study, you know, and actually really learn how things are done. Uh, but when it comes to st- stuff like you say, you know, that living document stuff, I always, anytime I have somebody throw that argument on, I always throw this at them. Uh, like Massachusetts is one of those states that uh, has okayed uh, same-sex marriage. And they also, the Supreme Court said that any other state has to recognize those marriage licenses from other states. And I always use that and say, if the Supreme Court said that Uh, a same sex couple marriage license is good in every single state. And then tell me why my second amendment isn't recognized in every state, or more specifically, if I live in a state that has a firearms license, why isn't that recognized in every state? And it usually ends it right there. So that's, that's when you make them realize that, you know, Oh, if it's good for you, it's gotta be good for me too. And that usually backs them off.
0: Yeah, it, it it really does. I experienced the same thing. it, (laughs) Like I said, it goes back to what I was saying, where you it shows you how much you believe in the Constitution if you're willing to apply it to people you don't agree with or you don't like. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh, there was a Nazi site that was taken down, and uh, the registrar, which was uh, Network Solutions, they put a lock on the domain for like a long time, and they had actually got. A, I'm not sure if. It, it might still be locked, but uh, a lot of people were like, "Why are you against this? They're Nazis!" I'm like, well, you know, I'm a Second Amendment guy, so you know, it's it. They don't. I don't like Nazis. They don't like Nazis, but they also don't like guns. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna start using it for other stuff. Um it, it's it's freedom. Freedom can be dangerous, and that's actually a good thing. Oh yeah, dangerous freedom over uh, what well, peaceful security is always a good thing. Uh, dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. Slavery, yeah, that's it. it's yeah. always a good thing. Yeah, uh, but it seems like a lot of people nowadays don't see that. No, because they're getting free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, it's not really free. It's just other people are paying for it. Yeah, exactly. Like I. I the other day, um, one of my friends, he's like really big liberal. He was talking about, we need free healthcare, free college. I'm like, well, it's not really free. Someone else is going to be paying for it. And you're like, but those people can afford to be paying for it. Why are they so greedy? And my answer is who's the greedy person? The person who wants to keep the money that they make and earn or the person who wants to take the money, their money and put it in their own pockets yeah
1: i literally had the same sim- similar conversation two days ago with a friend of mine who i, I saw and they're they're now retired uh, so they're not you know working or, or paying taxes other than their property tax and they said the same same thing like i think we should uh, have joe biden get elected and move toward a, a single-payer system where it's you know everybody has free health care and i asked them i said you know, like similar to like what canada does and he said yeah and then i had him hook line and sinker so I said, yeah. well, I know a lot of people who live in Canada and they pay an exorbitant tax rate. And unless you want to give the government nine, you know, 90 cents out of your dollar, uh, that's not a good idea. And just because you're not paying taxes anymore, now you're for it. But uh, the, the that's not a good thing. Plus, you know, countries that have that system, they have to wait, you know, get on a waiting list to have procedures. And a lot of them come to America to get them done. It's a yeah.
0: good system. Patient. Medical yeah. vacation. Yeah. And if you say someone like medical vacations in the United States, people are like, you mean go for your mental health? I'm like, no, that means you have to leave the country and go to another country to get a procedure done that you can't get done. Yeah,
1: it's I mean, hey, I guess there's pros and cons to everything. I'm just not a big fan of the government getting more power. And I also asked them, I said, you name me one system that the government has taken over where they've made it better. And I'll wait and he still hasn't called me
0: with one yeah look at how much uh, what if it uh close to a billion dollars on the obamacare website alone yeah yeah it's crazy that's insane and it It crashed a lot yeah it still crashed a lot and how did they fix it they went out and got private people to come in and fix it. They went to Facebook and kind of I worked at Facebook at the time, but yeah, they went to Facebook and these like giant companies that are, they're left leaning, but they're definitely capitalistic. Mm -hmm. Um, when I worked, when I worked at Facebook, that was one thing that always cracked me up is when people were like, uh, when people were like, um, well, you know, we're doing it to change the world, blah, 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 you know, that's what Facebook's there. So Facebook's not here to make money. It's like Facebook made $5 billion in the last quarter mm-hmm. telling me that they're not there to make money.
1: <laughs> yeah, as Zuckerberg's, you know, has his own per- private army. They're not there to make money.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if you work out in Silicon Valley, that's the actual thinking, that thought process. Yeah. Sheeple. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But we're talking about living, breathing documents. One of the things that that reminding me of is the ATF and how they view their regulations as living, breathing, like the definition of a machine gun.
1: Yeah, it's never good. Uh,
0: A, A, they don't have the ability to
1: make law, which is a big issue with any decision they make. And B then they can change it at a whim anytime a new person gets elected who's a different party and has a different belief and changes changes the uh, the head of, of the agency. Uh, and one of the things I want people to remember is what Kamala Harris said a couple months ago when she was running for the presidential nomination. She said she wanted to ban import of all uh, assault weapons, her word, not mine, until at some point the ATF could think about a permanent ban. Like... That way, take it away from the American citizens, take it away from a vote, take it away from how actual law is supposed to go, and that's the you know that's the vice president. So if you don't think she'll do it now as VP, uh, we're crazy.
0: Yeah, and doesn't Biden want to uh, add our existing AR-15s and everything to the NFA?
1: Yes, uh, that'll be NFA. He wants to reinstitute the AWB from the Clinton era uh magazine limits uh registration universal background checks which will stop the person to person sales stop gun shows uh the list goes on and on the tax level on everything for guns and ammo is going to go through the roof to try to uh, do a backdoor ban it's it's crazy what these clowns want to do
0: yeah what uh is interesting if AR15s get added to the NFA i have between 150 and 170 ARs and AKs there's no way I can afford that yeah no
1: it's it's I, don't, I hope it never happens I hope it doesn't happen because I'm not too far behind you
0: <laughs> I, I don't think a lot of people were registered if you look at well you're from Massachusetts um, and Connecticut is right up there in Connecticut issued a uh, where you had to register your ARs and I think it was like fifty people did. Uh, Yeah, if that
1: I know that. uh, I think the last time I saw the number reported, it was it was it it might be fifty, but it was single digit last time I checked on it. But it's been a while. That and the same with the magazines. People just they're just not complying, which is awesome.
0: Well, well, the magazines in New Jersey when I when I FOIA'd it uh, about a year ago, after six months of people supposed to be turning the magazines to police, they had zero. Yeah, that's was awesome. Which was <laughs> awesome, but people weren't going to comply. They because registration always leads to confiscation. Absolutely. That's in why they're every yeah, in every facet of the world,
1: every time it's happened, it's led to confiscation.
0: Yeah, when the assault weapons ban um, of of the Clinton era went into effect, they did studies and found out that it made no difference whatsoever to the crime rate and to gun violence, but yet they want to bring it back where even their own justice department, not only under Clinton, but also under Obama looked at it and said, it didn't make a difference. Yeah. why? If it doesn't work.
1: Oh, because for them, it's a moral victory for the, for the people who react emotionally. You know, you, they, they painted an AR or an AK as a scary weapon. Um, it's actually never been the weapon who's gone off. In fact, I can't show because of the live stream, but there are two firearms right there, and none of them have gone off during this live stream, and none have gone off to try to find somebody to hurt them. It's always the person who holds the tool who decides how the tool is implemented. Uh, and they still make comments. If you listen to some of them when they talk about these bands and stuff, they say, we got to get these guns off the street there has not been one single law related to firearms that does anything to take the criminal factor out of the criminal. It, it only puts more restrictions on those of us who follow the constitution and follow the law. Uh, so that's the game they play, where they just kind of bamboozle people into thinking, Oh yeah, that's oh, we, we can't have ARs on the street. We got to stop this stuff and people fall for it because it's, it's much easier for me to believe you because you're somebody I can trust and the information you're giving me has to be true, has to be honest. You wouldn't pull the wool over my eyes than it is for me to actually sit down and research and read and
0: look stuff up and educate myself. It's always easier to, to do what you're told. All right, I have to disagree with you one time. Yeah, on one time. Uh, ARs go off all the time. If you just hit it on the ground, go <laughs> off. People in basic training Oh, with the head off all the time when they sit down. Yeah. Oh, that guy wishes he probably like like did a bullpup shorty. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's going to go down in history. That's probably one of the best videos ever made. Well, I did do
0: some research um, on that guy. Um, I haven't read an article or did anything because I don't believe in the ATF. but if they're watching this, this might be something that they look that they might look at. I, was able he had an xr15 mm-hmm. that he bought in germany um i was able to confirm that he did buy an xr15 in germany but that xr15 has never been imported to the united right. states right so how did he get it here how did he get it here and i was able to confirm that is an xr15 that he had
1: although not a bullpup.
0: Not a bull pup and not a short <laughs> yeah. but it, and, and it doesn't kick that hard but
1: nope no I've shot a lot of them they don't really you know kick to knock you over no but the
0: thing is how did he get it here how did he get it in the country
1: uh, you hear the stories of guys who were in the service who you know brought pieces and stuff together way back when but he's not old
0: enough to be part of that group that did that either
1: um, so it'd be interesting to find out wouldn't it
0: yeah, it it would be definitely be interesting. Um, hey, Mike Dunn, I see you out there. Yeah, it would definitely be interesting. I just don't know how I got it in. And a lot of people at first were like making fun of him for saying that he had an XR fifteen, saying hey, who must be talking about this rifle or whatnot. And I decided, well, let's go ahead and do some research. Hmm. And then I was able to pull out some numbers off the firearm by using. Uh, by using some uh, video editing software and enhancing some pictures, and just doing my whole investigative journalist stuff.
1: Yeah, he definitely. If he's
0: he in hindsight, he probably wishes he didn't make that video. For oh, a few Yeah, Mods yeah, talked to him, and Mods said that the dude was so arrogant. yeah hey hey i'll i'll teach you about guns you know i believe that you have a right to have guns and the dude was just so arrogant towards Maj. or maj knows about guns, so Maj was like all right whatever (laughs)
1: yeah i mean somebody's reaching out to help you and you're still too too smart to to see the you know the force through the trees oh well
0: i was actually threatened by those guys for making fun of them on youtube so they probably threatened everyone else oh yeah uh don't even get me going <laughs> Like they're like oh are you scared i said i wasn't scared before and now after watching the video i am really not scared at all
1: yeah i mean when they were uh when they first started you know their their group started for me and stuff like that I, a lot of people were worried about it and you know it's it's their right, it's, it's their right. but uh at least at least do the right thing and, and teach those people who you're leading allegedly to do things the right way so that that doesn't happen again
0: yeah i think a lot of people felt a lot better after watching that video
1: <laughs> yeah and then you see the pictures of some of them had like uh smith and wesson 22s and they had you know a double feed and they were walking around with it and just gotta tighten up a few strings
0: yeah one of them had yeah one of them had a uh, like the mp22 yeah yeah, that, that is definitely interesting. Uh, and uh, a really interesting thing that I found out about last night is that they were still going to have another march in uh, Georgia. A bunch of groups got together, uh, Patriot groups got together and said, mm-hmm. we're going to have a counter protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as of last night, that they canceled their march.
1: Which side canceled the, uh,
0: the NFAC? NFAC, really? Okay. Yeah, they canceled their march because there was going to be a bunch of groups going there to counter protest them. Uh-huh. Marches, which if they you to be peaceful. Yeah, if you're going to be peaceful, you
1: should still do it. But maybe they had some ulterior motives. I don't know.
0: Well, that they, from what I'm hearing from somebody on the inside, is. That they were worried that it was going to break into a firefight or something like that, something stupid like that, which it wouldn't.
1: No, unless somebody pulled the trigger first.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Which could happen on their side. They're known to do that.
1: Or passed out and fell down.
0: (laughs) Sat down, yeah. Got tired. (laughs) (laughs) The air just going off. But that guy, he had no knowledge of firearms. It's like no, you just chambered around. You didn't fire anything.
1: Yeah, and and as I mean, as gun guys, as gun guys, that was that was disheartening for me to see because the guy believed in what he believed in, and it was very, you know, you you could see when he made the movie, the the video, he was attempting to educate people, which is always a good thing. But you just have to have your facts straight because now he doesn't look like he's somebody who's credible and. Yeah, you shouldn't he shouldn't have done that video.
0: Yeah, there's a a video response to that where there's a nine-year-old girl with a pistol AR firing it one-handed.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of people, a lot of the guys on YouTube did a, a video immediately following that and just didn't go well for him.
0: Yeah. the uh, last thing I want to talk about is your support of GOA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are a ardent supporter of goa hello armament and access i don't know if you know armament and access or iron horse those guys, hey guys pretty- how we doing? yeah uh you are an ardent supporter of goa um you and tim harmston and whatnot why do you support goa as much as you do
1: Um, Well, there's a couple of reasons. Those who've gotten to know me personally or through this magic thing we call YouTube, I am not a person who uh, makes compromises. I believe in what I believe in. And GOA is the same way with the second. It's no compromise. And I love how they take the fight to people. They put the the proverbial money where their mouth is. Uh, And when I first found out about GOA, I started joining every, you know, I didn't have a lot of money, so I would join every now and then. Uh, but now I'm a life member and uh, I try to get as many people who I get a lot of people who ask, like, who should I support? Who supports us? You know, because some institutions are having issues and I always tell them, hey, listen, I- I'm a member of these ones. Boom. But if you had to pick one, go with God Owners of America and then follow up with a second one at, at some point when you can, uh, because they do what they say they're going to do. They don't just beg for money and do nothing with it. And you know, I've gotten to know a, a lot of the folks in GOA personally. Um, I, I call many of them personal friends, and I don't—I I don't throw out that title a lot. It's not very loose with me to have people that I know I can trust. I could pick up a phone right now and and call Eric Pratt. I, I can't say that a lot of other groups would. If I call Wayne Lapierre, would he even answer? <laughs> no, he doesn't want to have anything to do with me. Uh, so that—that that means a lot to me. That you know, I've been have enlisted a lot of trust with the individuals and the group there, and and they've done great things. And I don't see a reason not to support them. And I believe in their mission. I believe in how they do it. In fact, I'm a big fan of how you guys do it. And uh, the, the big thing, if anybody's on the fence, let me give you a quick story. Uh, I live in Massachusetts, a state where nobody comes in to help us as far as the, the second amendment and all the laws that are passed and all that stuff and all the infringements. Uh, when our governor, Charlie Baker uh, called anything related to the second amendment, an essential business after this COVID shutdown. And then three hours later, because Mara Healy, our attorney general said, no, no gun ranges and gun shops aren't essential. He kicked back and, and reverted. We're the only state of the union that stepped backwards in that. Uh, I made a phone call. And thank you to GOA, a lawsuit was initiated. Several other groups also got involved and we won, you know, and I can tell you that if I made a phone call to other groups, they wouldn't even contemplate coming here because it's Massachusetts. It's a lost state. Uh, so that tells you a lot about Gun owners of America.
0: Yeah, we believe in fighting everywhere. And GOA, what I find really interesting about GOA is, I can wake up at 11 o'clock at night or at midnight and there's going to be people working on different issues mm-hmm. on their own time because everyone is like a believer. You, you will see chats going back and forth. Well, you know, watch out for this, look out for this. Let's see what we can do here. Um, I could call like the, the lead council of GOA, right? Which I did this morning. All right. And say, Hey, I, I, I found this. We should look into suing that suing over this and they will look into it. And if it's a winnable case or a good case, even if it's not winnable, but you know, someone needs to challenge it because it's the right thing to do. Right. They will. It's, it's all about the right thing to do and they, and they do it. Um, That's one of the reasons why I, I'm, I'm a state director, but I mean, I don't take a salary or anything because, it's just what I do, and a lot of people we're not like high paid. Like even the people who are like uh, like Eric proud and stuff, they're not like Wayne Lapierre type paid millions of dollars. Um, middle class people who just want to fight, and our money goes back into the fight. It doesn't go for you know this or this type of thing. It's all about uh, trying to advance Second Amendment rights, and uh, it's it's my it was my favorite organization before I got involved with them, just because of that, and they have a lot of power. Uh, Seven six two. Hold on, I got to play this. Thank you, Joe Track. <laughs> Hit me up on I real John Crump on Facebook uh, or John uh, John.crump at gunowners.org and I'll get you out of that. <laughs> 762. Good. But yeah, um, but that's one of the things I really, really like about GOA. But uh, we've been on for a little bit of over an hour, so I'm gonna start wrapping this up. I'm just gonna throw out my plugs once again. You can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash johncrump. $20 a month will get you a book and patches, which were running low on. They're not going to be made again. Is the no quarter for timers patch $5 and will get you a patch while supplies last? Um, and that's really it for me. But you can also buy my book um, at where if there it is crumpy.com slash giants join GOA at gunowners.org slash black dash swan dash media and i'm going to give you the last word any plug, anything that you want the people to know and where can they find you anything like that
1: no thanks man first off thank
0: you for your time uh thanks for asking me to
1: come on uh i can be found okay. on all the major no it's 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 my pleasure believe me i can be found on any platform guns and gadgets uh youtube is the big place uh but uh more importantly i want to again extend my uh, my prayers and my best wishes to your uh, niece, dude. I hope that the yeah. prognosis gets better. If there's anybody out there who is wondering, uh, should I go buy a couple large pizzas tonight? Or should I do something good with my money? Please get that money to John and his niece. Yeah. Uh, this should should Nothing should ever happen to a child like this. And you're doing God's work trying to raise money and help the family. And my um, hat is off to you. And again, if there's anything
0: I can do to help you, please let me know. Thank you. Thank you so much that's our arm so Armin and access your know, and access was he donated before and was trying to get a patch and he's like yeah i'll get you my address and he just never does <laughs> <laughs> give me your patch and chris i got your patch out uh yesterday so it should be there in a few days and a uh, gorillas and guns i got your fine book out as well yesterday And I need you to get your address, Jared, if you want to send that to me, so I can send you a book, too. Absolutely, my friend. All right. Uh, Thank you so much, guys. I will see you next week. Um, We got some interesting guests lined up. And, in fact, uh, next week, it's not going to really work out, but the week after that, I have Mark Robinson. Do you know Mark Robinson? I've never
1: met him personally, but I am very aware of him. Yep.
0: And there's another one. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give everybody a Wolverines. <laughs> All right. Mark Robinson is going to be on in a couple weeks. I'll hook you up with the, with that guy as well. He's a really cool guy. Awesome. GOA back candidate as well. All right. And I'll see you guys later. Want to play the video and then we're going to get out of here. Like, click on.